chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord has said through the prophet, the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, uh, John. I want to thank John and uh, Yvonne and all the congregation because this is, in fact, the last uh, Sunday in 2016. Did you know that? Next, next, next Sunday when we meet, we'll be meeting on a brand new year, 2017. So let me take this opportunity. Oh, please come and join us. There's lots of room in the front here, please. Um, okay, so let, let, let me just say thank you so much to all those who have served uh, this past year. We really, really appreciate whether you're serving up front here or in the back, uh, all our leaders, everyone else who serve on the board, session, elders, uh, all round, thank you so much. And I want to just thank uh, Reverend John Huing as well for his faithful service and partnership in the gospel with Yvonne and the kids. We really appreciate that. Uh, so friends, this morning we're going to look at uh, briefly uh, this message. Somebody asked me today, how long is this message? No, not today, actually, yesterday. I had a call. How long are you going on for, Chris, this morning? I said, well, the service started at 11 o'clock. We'll hopefully finish by, uh, sorry, at 10 o'clock. We'll finish by maybe 11.45 or so. <laughs> that would be really great, right? Imagine all your roast and everything that's in the oven. I'll be in big trouble after that. Anyway, let's, let, let's get on with the word of God. Let's first pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for who you, who you are, and we thank you for your word. Uh, we just pray this morning as we briefly look at this word that you would encourage us, Lord, and strengthen us uh, in uh, in you, Lord, today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, friends, this morning our theme is God with us, as we heard today from, uh, with the kids' talk. Uh, this is an incredible uh, message that we have here at Christmas. And I hope you had your Christmas uh, breakfast this morning. I did. I had a Dutch uh, brooder and I had a German Stollen. Is that what it was? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Right? And uh, we ate more than what I actually need. So. The point is that today is a very special day. We celebrate the birth, the most profound, most important, most powerful birth, significant birth ever in the history of this world. And so this morning I was out of my walks as normal and I met a couple of guys. And I said to them, well, what are you doing today? What's happening? One guy said to me, I've got 22 people coming home. I said, man, tell me, are you busy cooking? No, my wife's doing the cooking. I'm doing the barbecue and everyone will thank me, Chris, and that'll be so good. <laughs> the other guy, and then I said to him, look, uh, he, then he asked me, what are, you, what are you doing, Chris? And I said, I, I'm going to church this morning. 
oh, well, actually, I've kind of given up on this church thing because my kids are now 20 and 23, and it's very difficult for me to pull them out to church. And I said, come and join us, Surrey Hills. We have lots of young people. It'll be so great. The other guy said to me, well, I've given up on church as well. Just going to my family this morning. So, well, there's my two encounters. I tried to do a bit of evangelism and invite them. It hasn't worked. Well, this morning, friends, we're going to look at this, um, this text, which is Matthew 1, 22, uh, 21 to 23. We have the text before us. I want to look at uh, three points very briefly uh, this morning, just very briefly today. God with us is promise. God with us is purpose. God with us is presence. You see, friends, what we have here in the Gospel of Matthew, which is our text today, Matthew gives us a very precise a powerful statement about the person and work of Jesus Christ, of who he is. Matthew says, and, and, and the Lord, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, makes that clear that this person, this Christ, who is going to be born, is the one who had been prophesied from many years before, from Isaiah the prophet, who spoke about the coming of Jesus Christ. One of the most powerful texts is Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, For unto us a child is born. Remember that text? Right? And here in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, we have this incredible prophecy that Isaiah gives concerning the coming of the Lord. He says, therefore, now I won't go into the background of this this morning, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and will call him Emmanuel. Will call him Emmanuel. Now just have a think about this. And years later, we have this silent period between the Old Testament and the New Testament, about 400 years of silence. The God has not spoken. And then comes this amazing message, this amazing message to Joseph and to Mary. Remember the story? Mary, the Virgin Mary, about 13 years old, outside in a nowhere place in Nazareth, unknown to anyone. The angel Gabriel visits her, gives the most powerful message, Mary, you're going to conceive, you're going to have a baby, you're going to have a son, you're going to call him Jesus. Now, think about Joseph. Someone said to me, you know, you've, we focus a lot about Mary, what about poor Joseph? Think about Joseph. Have you ever thought about Joseph? Think about this guy. He's actually got, he's got engaged at that time in the period when they were getting married, uh, at that time of the year, at, sorry, in that time in history, uh, when they were engaged, it was basically as if they were married. The only thing is they didn't kind of sleep together. So imagine for Joseph, he's, he's got all these plans. He's got all the plans for the wedding. Mary's got all the plans for the wedding. What's she going to wear? What's, I don't know, I'm assuming. <laughs> all right? And all these things are going on in Joseph's mind. And suddenly, he finds that his bride-to-be, his wife, is pregnant. Now, I ask you, any young guy here this morning, right? You're planning to get married, and suddenly you find that the wife you're going to be, your bride-to-be, is pregnant. What would you do? <laughs> what would you do, guys? All right? Well, what did Joseph do? Thankfully, God did not leave Joseph in the lurch, right? And in Matthew chapter 1, 18 and 19, we read this. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man 
and did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. See, Joseph was a righteous guy. Right? He lived a righteous life. And he wanted to do the right thing by Mary. And then, but after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. What a, what a wonderful affirmation that God gives to Joseph. So Joseph, don't be afraid. Now, what about Mary? Think about what happened to Mary in Luke, Luke chapter 1, 30 and 32. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. Wow. They have to talk about children, right? <laughs> it's all part of the family here, okay? When babies cry, it's all right. It's okay, right? Um, okay. I make it back. So, uh, he will be great and will be called the son of the Most High. And then, how will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So, we get the story. Joseph, the child you're going to conceive, the, the child you're going to have, your, your Mary's going to have is special. Mary, don't worry. What's conceived is by the Holy Spirit. Now, what does Joseph and Mary do? You see, friends, I was thinking about this uh, this past week. You know, they exercise faith, don't they? Do we get the point here? These guys, a young teenager, and we don't know how old Joseph was, but I tell you what, they are an example of the exercising of faith because they could have turned their backs on God. They could have said, oh, we don't want this. But no, they had a quiet, enduring faith in the living God. And so this morning, let me encourage us today, in the midst of everything else that goes on in this world, and what a shocking week, a couple of weeks, this past weeks have been. I mean, just here in Melbourne, thank the Lord that our, our city was prevented from any terrorist attack. Just think about it. This morning could have been a very different morning for us. Think about those in Berlin. Think about those in Aleppo. Think about Christians who are suffering. But friends, faith in the living God helps us to get over the line all the time because our faith is in the unshakable God himself. And so Mary and Joseph, they had this faith. And now we ask the question, why God with us? What's the purpose? Why did God have to leave the splendor of heaven and come upon this earth? Why? What's the purpose? Matthew chapter 121 says this, She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. That's the purpose. You see, everything else fades into the background. God sent his son to die on the cross for us, to bring us back to God. Let me explain it very quickly this way. When God created Adam and Eve, Genesis, we have the account of creation. Perfect, they sinned against God. The relationship was broken. You shall surely die. They didn't die physically, but spiritually the relationship was broken and physically death came into the world. But God did not leave it like that. But he brought his son to bring about a reconciliation between 
God and man, the broken relationship is now restored. How? Through Jesus Christ. And I think that is, have you thought about that? What a joy it is to be reconciled with the living God that Jesus went to the cross. His purpose was to save. You see, God sent us a savior. Someone said, uh, if we needed an accountant, God would have sent an accountant. If we needed an engineer, he would have sent us an engineer. If we needed an economist, he would have sent us uh, an economist into this world. But he, but he sent the savior. You see what I'm saying? Right? He sent the savior. And so for me, and I trust for you as well, this is one of the most amazing messages, one of the most glorious things that God has ever done for a sinner like me and for you, that my sins are forgiven. Think about that. Completely, 100% gone. Why? Because this Son of God, who is God in the flesh, 100% man, 100% God. You see, Jesus didn't become God when he was born. He was God already from eternity, from the very beginning. He didn't suddenly become a God at that, at that birth. No, from the very beginning, God became flesh. He took upon himself human likeness, identifying with us without sin, gave his life, forgiven us, and that is God with us for a purpose. And that's the glorious message of Christmas. Last night I watched uh, uh, Carols by Candlelight and uh, Sylvie Palladino. Did you hear her sing? Anyone heard her sing? Some, some people did. I mean, she proclaimed, she said, what Australia needs to hear is about this child Jesus and the purpose of his coming. I said, whoopee! Right? I said, Go for it! Right? I was almost clapping. Because I said, we need to get this Christmas thing right out there in the world that Jesus came as the Savior, not as a Santa Claus, not someone who's going to watch every behavior and how good we are, but he came in spite of who we are. And he's given us the greatest gift ever, the gift of himself at the cross. And what a joy that is. It transforms our Christmas, right? And then, finally, also we see is, you see, uh, let me say this. So sin is rebellion against God. It's rejecting God. It's saying to God, stay out of my life. I'm the master of my own destiny. So I hope you're not saying that this morning, right? I'm the master of my own destiny. But you come to know this Jesus. And now we see his presence, that God with us is presence. What a, what a tremendous thing, friends, for us to know that God with us is his presence. The other day, uh, you see, you might think, Chris, are you not working? I went out to do some shopping, and this time I actually got a car park. Whoopee, I was so pleased about that. Anyway, I went out to buy some chicken. I went and bought some peri-peri chicken bites, you know, those chicken ribs or something. And I brought that home. The family was looking at me like, what have you brought, Chris? Anyway, it was not chicken feet, at least. That's a good thing. Well, sorry if you like it. But anyway, anyway so I, I went to the counter. I met the lady there, and I said to her, I have I've never met this lady. I have no idea who she is. I said to her, so tell me something. How are you going? Now, this is in the counter, right? I'm behind, she's behind, I'm in front. How is your Christmas going so far? And said to me, it's not really good. So I said, why? What's happened? Uh, we had a death in the family only day before. 61 years old, and my family member died. 
and it's a very sad time for me, Chris. It's a sad time. And I said, look, I'm very sorry to hear that. But I said, I'm a Christian. And I said, I can do something for you. And I will pray for you. And she said, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for just showing that you care. Now, I had never met this lady. I might go back again and buy more chicken, right? And invite her to church. It might be a chicken ministry. You see what I'm saying? But the point is, friends, you know, there is so much sadness. There's so much sadness and, and, and brokenness in, in this world. And you think about it. So when I was at the same place, I was walking past, and I heard someone going past me, and they were having a conversation. I was looking at something else, and this one said, well, I'm not going to talk to you for the entire day. I thought, oh, that's interesting. Now, they're doing Christmas shopping, right? Pro probably going to buy gifts for each other, but I'm not going to talk to you for the whole day. This is what I heard. And I thought, here again, what a, what a sadness that is as well. So, friends, I just want to say this this morning, that God with us, Emmanuel, means God is actually with us in his son, Jesus. And as we go through life, as you go through life, as we go through the ups and downs and the valleys and the de depressions and the sadness and the mental illness and dementia and Alzheimer's and everything else that people go through in their lives, remember this, God is with us in Christ. And that's a glorious message. And I want you to know that this morning. I want, our prayer is that you would know this God. Our prayer is that you would know this Savior Jesus. God with us. So you could say this then. You might say, well, you might take this approach. There might be people here who might say, well, who needs Christ during Christmas? Nobody. This is the atheist uh, association in the U.S. I mean, those guys come up with weird stuff, right? Who needs Christ during Christmas? Their thing is nobody. Or you might come up and say, you might say, well, you know, it's a myth. This whole thing is a myth. Is it a myth? Is it? Or is it a fact? Well, friends, this morning. So we have seen today, we have seen this morning, God with us. Now, if you forget everything else in this message this morning, right? We have emphasized that right throughout the service today. What would you remember? Let's say, I'll put this off. You go home today, and you meet your friends and your family, and you say, oh, we went to church this morning. Yeah? What did you do in church? We heard a message. What's the message? Three words. Let's say, let's say it again. Good. I think I've done the job then, yeah. We have done our job here, right? We will just remember that. God with us. And our prayer is that you will know this Christ, this amazing Savior, this awesome Savior, who has loved us with an everlasting love. God with us. And that is our prayer for you. Now let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this.